Hello everyone, this is Bonnell with the January 6th Insurrection Podcast. It is Friday, thank God it's Friday. I almost felt like I ran a marathon yesterday with the hearing and then trying to understand what was said at the hearing and I'm telling you, it has been an interesting week and I think what the talking heads are saying is that the public that is watching it, their minds are already made up. And I think that is really a disservice. People need to watch it, read it, and um, absorb it, and take Donald Trump's name out of it and put the president's title um, in its place. Because this wasn't what he did, it's what the president did. And that's what everyone is talking about because he is derelict of his duty. Not only is he derelict of his duty, but he's also a traitor and a conspirator against his own constitution as well as his country. And the thing about it is that people that need to be convinced. Well, it's not like we just woke up yesterday and realized who this person is he kind of has been showing his true colors for quite some time and it's unfortunate that he didn't read the constitution and understand his role as a as a president you know and i was thinking about this yesterday this really is a breakdown in leadership you know when people say um there aren't any leaders this is what they're talking about the american male has no leaders And the leaders that they do have are traitors and liars. I'm not saying they all are. I'm just saying they have poor representation of what a man is supposed to be, regardless if he's a Republican. These guys, they don't have any pride. They don't have any morals. They don't have any um, empathy. They don't have any leadership quality. That's what but that's why people admire leaders because they have all those characteristics you can't be a snake in the grass and say that you're a leader when in fact you're a snake right because the snake will always be a snake and regardless of whatever the title is that they give themselves you know a lot of these guys they're from completely different generations than me some are older some are around the same age but I mean, really, look at, I mean, some of these people, they are, it's a joke. I mean, a lot of um, the staff and administration that was around Trump, I mean, they're like kids. And now we're trying to make them understand their role and responsibilities. And they didn't know what they were to begin with, right? Because they had a leader who was up there. Um, trying to be a cowboy when in fact he isn't he's a dodge drafter and trader and you know I would love for him to be a guest on my podcast so that he can give his side of the story and you know he could look at my history I've never said anything bad about you until you decided to uh, become Benedict Arnold Um, Because I I really think that it has to come out of his mouth. Either he needs to concede or apologize, and then he needs to 
uh, pay the consequences because this cannot sustain. So if he went there to be the president to dismantle it, that is a contradictory to everything that the presidency is about, right? And that would be the Republican Party because they have distorted reality. And the great thing about law and order and policy and procedure and duties that are set forth, you know, it's a funny word. I was thinking about that yesterday, duty. You know, people hear that word and, you know, they probably do what I do. They giggle, you know, duty. Somebody did a duty. Well, guess what? That's an important word in the military. And the military is a branch of the government. And if they fuck shit up, everything is going to go haywire. So, in other words, my point is, is that this guy was never qualified to lead a moral and principled military. And now we're faced with mortal danger because the leader, you know, and I didn't really, I've never heard of this guy, J. Michael Luddick, you know, the judge, conservative judge that basically uh, backhanded Donald Trump by saying he was a clear and present danger. Those words mean something in the military. So if they don't know who they're fighting for because their leader is a traitor, that's an oxymoron. It cannot sustain. This is why people, this is why there's courts and, and rulings because these types of high crimes are a detriment to the democracy and the function of the government. It's that simple. It's not complex, ladies and gentlemen. You have attorneys like Eastman, who is a traitor, and he was trying to twist the words of the Constitution. So why we're surprised that they don't understand the the word win and lose, um, that they would, um, that we find it hard for, for us to believe that they would lie about the most basic document um, the Constitution right twist the words change reality he knew it was alive from the very beginning that's what a criminal does so dum dum 45 released a statement after the hearing and of course it was um, nonsense and lies so i'm going to read what he is you know it's so funny he projects and he doesn't even realize that he's doing it such lies and misrepresentation by the unselects and absolutely nobody allowed to challenge what is being said mr trump posted as an example i never asked vice president pence to overturn the election although thomas jefferson took the georgia votes but that he send the votes back to the legislators so that they could determine if the irregularities and fraud were as widespread and significant as they seemed. See right there, he just admitted his lie and that, um, and the fact that he knew that what he claimed to be fraud wasn't true. So you can't say otherwise. 
and the frightening part is that he brought Thomas Jefferson's name into it. Sir, you should not even mention that great president's name in your vocabulary, because I highly doubt you even know who he is or what he did. Um, there are some similarities because of um, the electoral college or the voting structure, but that doesn't mean that um, you should compare a conspiracy and a treasonous act to what Thomas Jefferson did, to be quite honest. And another thing that he said was an interview he was asked about how the GOP is managing the GOP, the Republican Party, and said that the GOP strategy is being very foolish and it's a bad decision um, of how they um, manned up the committee. Well, the committee has Republicans on it, so you can't really say that it's not bipartisan, right? It is very um, um, bipartisan because you have um, Liz Cheney up there trying to defend democracy, and then you have Kinzinger, who, you know, I have to give it to that guy. He really is a, a warrior, and a trooper. You know, I asked him to be on my podcast. He never responded. I don't blame him. Um, he has his own um, problems, but um, I have to commend him for being a, a gentleman and a scholar, and not just that, but also a true patriot. I think that um, Mr. Kinzinger deserves um, all the accolades that he's going to get in history, because the way Liz Cheney put it is, uh, you know, the 126 Republicans that continue to lie and conspire um, against their country is a serious problem. They don't see the errors of their ways. And the weird part is that they don't understand what they're doing. Okay? You have the commander-in-chief on the world stage saying that he believes our adversary over his own government that can't sustain and the republican party um are famous for it they love to blame the democrats uh, for things that they are doing it's called projecting and your leader uh, the 45th president is famous for it and the weird thing is, is that people don't really care that they are um, not following the law and or what they're supposed to be doing. Look at, I mean, look at Ron Johnson. That's a perfect example. Your job is not to lie and to um, send the vice president fake documentation. Your job is to make sure that it is vetted and that you're not handing the vice president a bomb um, when he's supposed to be doing his job, but really that was your that was the goal, right? That's the bomb. It's a letter bomb, and it was hand delivered by your team, which is kind of unbelievable, to say the least. Now let's talk about Rusty Bowers, the Arizona Republican House Speaker, who was um, on the uh, witness stand. Um, in the last session, and I have to commend his um, his heroism, if that's what you want to call it. 
You know, that's the thing that I think that people need to stop saying is that um, Vice President Mike Pence is a hero for doing what he did. No, he was doing his fucking job, right? Just like Dum Dum was supposed to be doing his job and not um, destroying the peaceful transfer of power, right? But that was the goal. That was the that was the that was the Green Bay sweep, according to Navarro. This is all um, part of the Green Bay sweep, right? Create chaos. But the sad part is that they have decided to do what they've done. And Rusty Bowers, let's talk about him. You know, he got very emotional and, you know, he said um, some church uh, phrases. That's why there's something called separation of um, church and state for those same reasons. But unfortunately, the Republican Party um, sleeps with all of those um, people that consider themselves religious when in fact everything that they stand for is the opposite of how you're supposed to treat your fellow human. (laughs) I mean, really, right? You can't stand behind the church and then call somebody a traitor when they're not. It's called a lie right? Thou shalt not lie. I mean, this is the part of the hypocrisy that they stand behind, and it makes me upset. But the part, the reason that I brought up Rusty Bowers is that the very next day, he said, quote, if he is the nominee, president, ex-president, twice impeached, President Trump was to if he, this is a quote from Rusty Bowers, the Arizona Republican House Speaker, who said that he basically ruined his life and that everything that he stands for is in contradiction to what Trump wanted him to do, which was lie and um, overthrow the election. He's now saying, if he is the nominee, if he was up against Joe Biden, I'd vote for him again simply because what he did the first time before COVID was so good for the country. In my view, it was great. See, this is what I mean. You cannot say that these people are heroes. I was just being facetious when I said that. And because I wanted to bring up the point that you, these people are not heroes. They were supposed to do their job, right? That has always been my case. Unqualified people to do important job, important responsibilities of their job, which is senators and House of Representatives and secretaries of state and on and on and on, starting with the president, bad leader. This is why we are where we are. Think about it. I mean, it's pretty simple. They didn't follow the rules. They, they lied about the rules. And now they're trying to cover up what they've done. It's as un-American as you possibly can be. And you can say everything about the opposing party, but you cannot say that they're enemies. And that's another thing that I keep saying. These, this Republican Party has turned the Democratic Party into um, pedophiles, um, uh, traitors, and everything under the sun, when in fact they're the, the group with the most criminals. I mean, it is... You can't write this. It's laughable. It's a comedy... Um, a comedy script, which probably will become one of the biggest mistakes in American history. And now we're kind of just all 
like I said, we're at the bottom of the drain. We're, we're going around the drain at, at this point. And then you have the ex-president continually sowing doubt. That's not how this all works, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let's talk about Scott Perry. Scott Perry, the Republican from <clears throat> the great state of Pennsylvania, uh, the reason that he keeps popping up, once again, the Freedom Caucus, you know, this is the problem that we have with the Freedom Caucus is that they keep popping up in this conspiracy. And I always said, you know, uh, let's find out exactly what they're doing um, on the back end because what they're doing is conspiring against the Constitution. And Scott Perry is um, deep in it. And the reason that we keep hearing about him is that he's the one that introduced Trump to Jeffrey Clark. Okay, I'll say that again. Scott Perry, Republican from Pennsylvania, who is part of the Freedom Caucus, or I don't know if he's the head or he's the uh, the tail. He's in there, right? So he's part of that body of the Freedom Caucus. And he introduced um, Trump to Jeffrey Clark, right? And the, the reason that we keep hearing about him is that he is also involved in communication with Mark Meadows on December 26, 2020. This was one of the slides in the committee's hearing. You know, the slides, they're up there for a reason because they're trying to, um, you know, map the communication. So here's Scott Perry with Mark on December 26, the day after that meeting. Mark, just checking in as time continues to count down, 11 days to 1-6 and 25 days to inauguration. We got to get going. Okay? So why is he identifying January 6th as an important date uh, to them? Because that's the date that they have been planning and plotting and conspiring against, right? So now we have Scott Perry texting right after that one. A couple hours later. Mark, you should call Jeff. I just got off the phone with him, and he explained to me why the principal deputy won't work, especially with the FBI. They will view it as not having the authority to enforce what needs to be done. See, that is a Trumpism, and that's Trump saying that his FBI is corrupt. Uh, problem number one. See, he doesn't. He do, he is not um, in line <laughs> with his own agencies. Because his own agencies are trying to tell him that he's full of shit. And that's the reason uh, that Donahue was saying that the FBI can't be trusted. Because that's what Trump was saying to Donahue, the attorney general. You can't get any more corrupt than that, okay? It, it's unbelievable. And it's, it's, it's just absolutely insane. And then Clark... Um, Jeffrey Clark, the guy who's in the middle of all of this, he just kept pushing the big lie. And he started conducting his own investigations, right? And he, he sent a letter January 2nd meeting, um, and that was when they were still talking about that letter. 
that they wanted to go out. And then, I mean, Trump offered the attorney general job to Jeffrey Clark because he, um, you know, this is getting back to that um, that showdown that Trump wanted someone to send a letter to the different states saying that there was fraud, right? So everyone, all the attorney generals were saying, no, we're not going to do it. And they just kept um, persisting. And the funny thing is that Jeffrey Clark was just a low-level minion. And he was rogue trying to tell the boss what to do. And that's when all the breakdown started to happen. Because Dum Dum 45, you know, he didn't care. He just wanted someone to send that letter. It didn't really matter what the law was or what the truth was because everything was based on a big lie, right? He's getting communication from satellites that um, Marjorie Taylor Greene has hooked up to the aluminum foil on her head. And that's the problem, right? You have unqualified people doing the job of of a role that is extremely extremely important and complex that's why we're in trouble folks is because these people that you've elected 126 republicans i'm not going to say well no that's true 126 of them have um voted against the peaceful transfer of power right That hasn't changed. Those people are still out there. So until they start becoming responsible for their actions, this is the problem. And they just kept saying that the meetings that they were having, I mean, they were lengthy meetings trying to get people to to get Trump to understand what it was that they were trying to push. And even Pat Cipollone, who is like a Trump loyalist, he was even saying, that this can't, this won't work, and that Jeffrey Clark needs to stand out, and it just kept going and going and going. So let's talk about some of the communication. So that was Perry, right? He was communicating with Mark Meadows. See, Mark Meadows, I've been talking about for quite some time. He's that, um, I mean, check my past podcast this guy is just he's a load of trouble and not very intelligent either mark meadows i got it i think i understand let me work on the deputy position scott perry roger just sent you something on signal scott perry just sent you an updated file scott perry did you call jeff clark see they're all communicating on signal signal is that encrypted email messaging system that would be the equivalent to um um, you know, sending a um, conspiracy um, theory through back channels and the secrets and the lies. I mean, it's just, it is a problem. And this is why our government is so fucked up right now. So Richard Donahue sent an email on December 28th, 2020, quoting, This is a grave step for the department to take and could have tremendous constitutional, political, and social ramifications for the country. Ken Blackwell, email, December 28, 2020. 
As stated last week, I believe the VP and his staff would benefit greatly from a briefing by John and Ken. As I also mentioned, make sure we don't overexpose Ken giving his new position. The reason I suggested Connie discuss this with you, Ed, is that I know you are sensitive to the situation. Donald Trump, on December 23rd, after seeing the massive voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election, I disagree with anyone that thinks a strong, fast, and fair special counsel is not needed immediately. So this was dum-dum on Twitter, that piece of shit application, saying that he wanted a quick turnaround on the AG. See, this is when he was getting um, Clark ready, the guy that was just raided because they want to know what's on his computers and quite possibly stuffed under his mattress and up his asshole. This was the most corrupt election in the history of our country, and it must be closely examined. 11.16 p.m., December 23rd, 2020. So this guy was already, you know, months before, if not the day of his inauguration, already um, preparing for how he was going to stay in power. Okay, so another important email. Mark Meadows, email, January 1st, 2021. There have been allegations of signature match anomalies in Fulton County, Georgia. Can you get Jeff Clark to engage on this issue immediately to determine if there is any truth to this allegation? Mark Meadows emails. So Mark Meadows was also Either he was acting alone or he was getting direction from his boss, right? He's the White House chief of staff. Why? What? Doesn't he have a hangover from um, New Year's Eve? Why is he out um, uh, sending out false messages and um, conspiracy theories? Another email. There have been allegations of signature. Oh, that's a, okay. Subject 2020 ballot security, New Mexico complaints. Can you forward this list to your team to review the allegations contained herein? So Mark Meadows, you know, he's the carrier pigeon that's sending secret messages around to all of his um, Freedom Caucus friends and um, aluminum foil um, antennas, uh, you know, of the greens and the Getzes and the Cawthorns and all these other um, supporters, these people are nothing more than Benedict Arnold. And if you don't know who Benedict Arnold is, I suggest looking him up. I heard somebody on the media today mention Judas. I've been talking about this for quite some time. And I, um, you know, as a military veteran and a, a fierce patriot, I take offense to um, anyone uh, who is um, hiding behind the flag and conspiring and stabbing their fellow Americans in the back with their lies and um, treasonous acts. And, you know, this is, you know, I also heard somebody say that, that the Republican Party is a reflection of America. You are correct. It is a reflection of 70% of America who has decided to follow a um, a cult personality and a game show host. And that's what it really all boils down to. Who has 
no principle and who is a scoundrel. And I'll probably get locked up for it, I would imagine, um, which is fine. I'm more than prepared. Uh, but I, I can't really um, stress enough, ladies and gentlemen, this, you know, there's a saying, now is a time for all good people to come to the aid of their country. And right now, this is important. That was the phrase I gave in Spanish the other day. It's really important. Um, this really isn't a Republican thing. And I've always been saying that. I have family members who are Republican, and I respect the Republican Party. This is a group of traitors who don't understand the meaning of words. And they live in the world of um, lasers and aluminum foil and the Enquirer. And, um, you know, they're below Sasquatch believers. You know, they're like in the realm of... I don't know. I don't know where they... I said that they're like hoarders, right? Because they they don't have the perception or the intellect to understand reality and facts. You know, the same group of people that think that um, humans rode on the back of dinosaurs and that, um, you know, the earth is square. It, it just, it makes no sense. And then rational people are trying to understand where these people are coming from. Okay, so I digress. Getting back to um, Jeffrey Clark. Jeffrey Clark, who has um, been raided. He's got probably going to be arrested and put in jail for the rest of his life. He resigned on January 14, 2021, after the controversy over his actions. So, you know... He finally was pushed out because they told him that he really is a problem. And now he works as a senior fellow and director of litigation at the Center for Renewing America, a conservative think tank. Yeah, okay. You know, he went to Harvard and um, Georgetown University Law. Oh, no, he didn't go to Harvard. He went to, um, oh, he did go to Harvard College. Okay. So once again, another educated idiot. I, You know, the majority of these people did go to Harvard. So I want to know what's going on at Harvard. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. He also worked for some big firms that I'm not going to mention their name because I don't want them coming after me. But come on, guys. He also... Um, he challenged a federal government authority to regulate carbon emissions, and he was the head of the Environmental Protection Agency. He wanted to sue the government and make them that they couldn't regulate carbon emissions. He also represented BP. Remember BP, British Petroleum, after they dumped all those that oil on the Gulf and ruined our ecosystem? He defended BP. So how un-American is that? He went after us because he said it was our fault that BP ruined our coastline. See, these are the fucking attorneys that are pieces of shit. And they should go to fucking jail. This is ridiculous. And Angle, I'm going to jump into him later, but Angle, you know, Angle's nomination was opposed by John McCain, right? Angle is an... An interesting character. I heard somebody mentioning him today and saying how intelligent he is. Well, we're going to find out um, how intelligent he is. He was smart enough not to get involved in a conspiracy and a um, uh, to overthrow the United States government. That he's smart enough to understand, so I'll give it to him there. But some of these other decisions of his um, are questionable. 
right? Torture memos. He he likes enhanced ter- interrogation techniques, which is interesting. He also issued an opinion supporting the president's appointment of Mick Mulvaney. Remember that piece of shit, Mick Mulvaney? as the acting director. So that was another mistake. See, all these people, they're not heroes. They are guilty of bad decisions while they were in office, and now we're all kind of paying the price. Because Mick Mulvaney, are you fucking kidding me? That guy is another one that needs to go to jail. So the interesting thing about the last hearing were the people involved Jeffrey Rosen Richard Donahue um, Jeffrey Clark Mr. Engel or Engel all of these people were involved in so many meetings that Trump was having with the um, DOJ and the Attorney Generals everyone that was in a position to um, guard the Constitution, stood fast and prevented Trump from removing the acting, quote-unquote, acting attorney general, because he never had an attorney general that was approved by the Senate. See, that's how bad this was. And imagine that... All of the people that you have hired are all temps. They know nothing about what they're doing, and they are being put into positions that they're unqualified for, except the people who understand the rules, which is the Constitution. And in this case, that was um, Mr. Engel and Richard Donahue and other attorneys that were saying that Trump couldn't I'll say it again, that Trump couldn't, without destroying everything, um, replace the attorney general with Jeffrey Clark, because Jeffrey Clark was a problem. And he is the person that was just raided by the FBI because he was introduced um, to Donald Trump by Scott Perry. Okay, I mean, it's so convoluted and so confusing that no wonder people are not paying attention because the, there are so many crimes that people just can't compute. And it really is sad that we are in this place. But one of the important, well, there's so many different, uh, different dates that are critical to this conspiracy. I'll start with um, December 28th, 2020. Jeffrey Clark sent a letter or he was going to send a letter that, quote-unquote, this is what he had in the letter, in light of these developments, saying the big lie, the department recommends that the Georgia General Assembly should convene in a special session. Okay? So that letter almost went out um, on the Department of Justice's um, letterhead, the Attorney General's letterhead. So this was the replacement of Fatso Bill Barr, because remember, he quit... So Trump was trying to find someone to do his dirty work. And until he found that person, he kept firing everyone, right? But then 
the department of justice said that they were going to there was a mutiny. they were going to say this is ridiculous, right? it's the clear and present danger moment where the um uh, the troops have to stand up to the captain and say, listen, you have um um you're deranged. We have to take over. This was that moment. And the letter, Donald Trump wanted Jeffrey Clark, Donahue, and Rosen to sign. Okay, so let's go through that. Jeffrey Rosen, acting attorney general. Richard Donahue, acting deputy attorney general. Jeffrey Bozert Clark, assistant attorney general, civil division. He was the environmental attorney that Trump was going to um, move up in ranks to the attorney general to replace everyone else that was going to quit. See, this is the problem that it's so confusing that no one can make heads or tails of it. But I'll just break it down. Dum Dum 45 was trying to find an attorney general to send a letter lying to the American people saying that there was problems in all these states that they had prepared fake elector documentation for. See, that's what all that was about yesterday. And the scary part is that Donahue was really, you know, kind of saving the day. And Richard Donahue, former acting deputy attorney general, he made the point that um, Jeffrey Clark, who was just raided at his home because he um, is bad, um, said that he was incompetent, right? He's the guy that said, go back to your office and we'll um, call you when there's an oil spill. They were trying to explain to Dum Dum 45 and Jeffrey Clark that you can't break the law. But it didn't matter because they were unencumbered. They felt that they could do whatever they want and it's quite obvious why they felt that way, right? He said the letter is a murder-suicide pact. It's going to damage everyone who touches it. That's pretty striking. And you want to know why uh, the United States is in the shitter right now? It's because these fucking assholes didn't do their job, and now we're all paying for it. This is how this works, right? I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. And... I'm like going through my notes and trying to understand what it, you know, Donahue in so many words and so many meetings was saying that Trump is too dumb to understand what he's trying to say. And, you know, Donahue would say we didn't find any um, fraud in the election. This was weeks, if not months before and after and during. And he just did not, he did not understand the concept. And he kept saying that the DOJ should do more. And and the night before January 3rd, or that, that day, January 3rd, when they all got together to concoct this letter um, to send out to the different states, Marjorie Taylor Greene called Trump Saturday, and she said that she feels that the election was stolen, right? And then this is when um, Dum Dum 45 started saying that he had won in a landslide because people were telling him about conspiracy theories and the ones that he was making up himself. Rosen called Clark before Christmas. They met with Trump. It was that unplanned meeting, right? So it was December 24th when they all got together 
and Clark hatched his idea about what he was going to do because Trump um, didn't agree with the acting attorney general saying that nothing was found and you can't continue because it will destroy America. But it didn't matter. He didn't care what any of these... See, these are the people that are in place, regardless if they're Democrats or Republicans. These are the people that are career um, politicians, because that's really what they are, and they're in place to protect us, right? And what is keeping us protected is following the Constitution and the rules. And if you don't follow the rules, this is what happens. That's why people are starting to go to jail. Because, I mean, it, we've been lucky that the majority of a couple generations have enjoyed not really having um, to um, have any responsibility about protecting your country. But guess what, people? This is what it's all about. And if you turn on your own, which is really what the Republican Party has done, no wonder we're not functioning correctly because we have a, 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 a second party system that has decided to turn their opponent into an enemy. And that's why I keep saying loose lips sink sh ships. I'll say that again because I mumbled it. Loose lips sink ships. So every time Trump gets out there and he's spouting off that he didn't... Um, lose the election and that it was stolen and it was rigged this is a big problem and that's why um, that's why everyone is up in arms because it just can't it can't sustain so Richard Engel he was the guy who Trump asked if he was to appoint Jeffrey Clark as the Attorney General what would Richard Engel do? And Richard Engel told him that he would leave and probably the entire Justice Department would leave as well. And this is what pretty much stopped Trump because for some reason Trump um, liked Engel. And I think the reason that he liked Richard Engel was because Richard Engel really did carry his water on a lot of things. And the thing about Richard Engel is, is that he was a key um, decision in how um, the, um, the Mueller report was received. And for some reason, he decided to um, say that there was no there there, right? Engel issued a memorandum to Attorney General William Barr, making the determination that the evidence laid out in the Mueller report did not support the conclusion that then-President Trump committed obstruction of justice. That was his opinion that he sent to Bill Barr. So Engel is not innocent in this. And it just keeps getting better. I mean, a lot of the um, Trump-Ukraine scandal Engel's opinion had a chilling effect on effective oversight and was wrong as a matter of law and policy, urging him to withdraw or modify it. Engel responded that the opinion had simply applied the law and as it was written. 
So Engel didn't want to have that scandal brought to light by the whistleblower, which is really sad. So he's, you know, he's not a, he's a, a, a criminal attorney that's an attorney that's a criminal. And, you know, un-American decisions, siding with the criminals. So today I wanted to find out what this um, Save America pack that um, Donald Trump has set up. I don't know. It's a, it's a pack that's giving him money and you know how that works. And it was almost impossible to find because it's under so many different website names and links and what have you. But I'll tell you, it is really questionable. And their founding principles are a real scary um, lead-on page. The principles upon which this country was founded remain in the spirit of Americans, right? Then they start quoting Thomas Jefferson and, I mean, the website. It almost looks like one of those gambling sites where you, you know, it's like it's spinning and there's like uh, $25, $500. They just want you to donate. And that's part of the the, uh, the grift, the scam. And I just, I mean, I don't get it. And some of the things that they are quoting, they're not even quotes. They're just saying things that Jeffrey, I'm sorry, Thomas Jefferson um, was saying. So they use Thomas Jefferson as a spokesperson, which is sad and I think wrong at the same time. I mean, come on, guys. Okay, so... I'm going to wrap this up because I think I've been talking for too long and I want to get out and enjoy uh, my life um, and uh, soak up some sun. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm going to try to do some video. I, I don't know really where to do it and how to do it. Your suggestions are greatly appreciated. And um, definitely email me if you want. I would love to hear from anyone that has... Um, any suggestions or opinions? Um, okay, everyone have a great day, and I will speak to you later. Bye-bye.